the date, November 19th. I've yet to find sleep. My brain has yet to calm down, yet to comprehend this one question. For it is not just any simple question that Google itself could answer in a few seconds. It took scrolling. It took patience. Blood, sweat, tears. And a lot of Wikipedia scrolling. Is there intelligent life? I'm tired of wondering. We shall go find out for ourselves. So I'ma get in my spaceship. I'm finna find me an alien. Some type of intelligent life. I'm finna climb on the mothership. And find me all the aliens and prove everybody wrong. <laughs> Are we alone in the universe? Is there intelligent life? Or is it just us? get in my damn spaceship and find out. Hello there. This is the Urban Twist Podcast and I'm your host, the Voyager Nash. Welcome to the final frontier, space. It's awfully quiet. In fact, you're just hearing the middle of my ship at the moment. But an interesting fact, there is no sound in space. There is only silence and emptiness. This universe is incredibly vast and old. Estimates actually say that the universe spans 92 billion light years in diameter. Yet we have yet to discover intelligent life. Are we truly alone in the universe? At this moment, the only true evidence that we have is us. That's why I'm out here in this cold spaceship. I should have got the one with air conditioning, but you know, it's COVID-19. I had to save just a bit, you know what I'm saying? Just save some of my money, but we're good. We're in space and we're still trying to figure this out. So reading my ship's manuals and instructions, I was told to refer to the reasons why we don't know the answer to this question. I mean, since we're on this long journey, I might as well take some time to read. It's the least of my worries, you know what I mean? I'm on autopilot, so it should all be good. Let's go into the first theory as to why we don't have the answer, if we're alone or not. That theory is the zoo hypothesis. This theory goes on the idea that Aliens may well have acknowledged our existence and even observed us. However, 
they may have deliberately kept us at a distance, omnipresently observing us as one might observe animals in a reserve or a zoo. This idea was actually recently revisited at a Paris-based workshop where attendees speculated that aliens could be holding us within a form of space quarantine in order not to interfere with or destroy our small habitat. This idea comes with the belief that life in the universe may be so advanced that we couldn't even be able to comprehend them, like ants that don't see themselves as pets in a jar. Well, to answer that, we're not pets in a jar. Um, I'm currently in space right now and nothing stopped me, so that's our first, uh, it's not really true. <laughs> Jokes aside though, this theory has quite a cool touch to it. I mean, if we were a future super advanced civilization, hopefully we make it there. At this point in time, uh, it's looking a bit rough, but we could, right? We could. Let's work on that basis. If we could. Imagine we bump into another life form of such, like I'm flying right now, you know what I'm saying? Would it be fair for us to hand them our technology and, and help them out? What if that leads to their destruction? Or even worse, what if we interact with them and like, you know, we give them a disease? What if COVID wipes out a whole entire planet that was never ready for it and we didn't even know? I mean, look, it's happened before. You see it from the history books. But either way, I think that this theory is pretty great, but it more or less works on the ethics and values of man. I mean, we see that as wrong because we want something to grow, but those are ideals that we came up with, with our own intelligence and our own brain. And who's to say that an alien species out there out here in the vastness of space where I am right now, even comprehends things the same way. That is the scary part. But alas, no need to dwell on any fears of such things. We are currently still in the spaceship and I've just passed Mars. Interesting enough, it, it was a easy journey. Um, I'm a bit worried about the asteroid belts right now, but I'm thinking a jump to light speed might just help speed up the trip. The idea is not to be here in the solar system any longer than I need to. So D2D2, get us out of here. D2D2? Yeah, okay, well, it seems like we've landed ourselves in the middle of a galactic war. And, yeah, there was no way of us knowing because we haven't discovered aliens yet, but look, look where we are. Haha! <laughs> Well, luckily for me, I just did another light speed jump. I'm getting really good at this flying spaceship thing, okay? D2D2, you alright, buddy? Alright, okay, that's good. I'm, I'm really glad to hear. Whew, kind of crazy how, you know, you just jump to light speed here in space and just wind yourself in the galactic war against one empire that just seems like wiping themselves out is perfect. Which brings us on to the next theory, the Great Filter. 
You see, this theory goes that there must be something bearing life from interstellar travel, or at least bearing it from communicating with other alien species. This barrier is known as the Great Filter, and it is a force or an event that stops a civilization from getting to the aforementioned point of interstellar travel or communication. If the theory holds true, there are two primary reasons. That one reason is because they try kill each other off, like we just randomly flew into, like that was crazy. I was just minding my own business, D2D2 was just doing his thing, you know, charging, I guess. <laughs> my robot charges, it's 2021, okay, it's not that futuristic. And bam, we just walked into an alien war. And then there's the other reason, which kind of contradicts why I'm in this spaceship. But hey, it's entertainment value, so accept it. We don't understand how to make interstellar travel possible. And in fact, traveling the distances from planet to planet may just be impossible. Look, I'm not talking about traveling to Mars. That's, that's not that bad. I mean, I passed it like in a few seconds from travel. I'm talking about Earth to maybe another galaxy, maybe to one light year away. The distances are actually so ridiculously far that even though you travel there, you may not even get there and it still be there because, you know, space is weird when it comes to distance because we actually see ghosts in the sky. And there's also the problem that we just haven't created travel that's even light speed. So even with light speed, it would take too long. That's why scientists believe in kind of what my ship is doing right now, which is warp travel. Think about it like this, right? Got me a little piece of paper in my hand right now. Imagine one side of that piece of paper is point A and the other side is point B. What if, instead of me traveling across the paper, I somehow managed to fold it? You see where I'm going? That is basically a little idea of warp travel. Is it possible? Well, I'm in a spaceship right now, so... Two hours later... Okay, sorry. Decided to do what the next theory uh, opposes or proposes, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a station, the station hypothesis. Ugh, it's, a, it's a pretty smart one if you ask me, and I'll explain it now. But first, we've made it to our first destination. So let's let's land.
You see, estivation is similar to what I was doing right before we landed. It's basically how some organisms decide to have prolonged activity. For example, bears in hibernation, frogs that bury themselves in sand during hot weather. This theory basically states that aliens may be hibernating until the conditions of the universe are just right for them to build their super societies. You see, it makes sense. Some scientists, you know, argue that therno thermodynamics directly limit computation as computing technologies need to be cooled in order to function. This makes it extraordinarily difficult to create advanced technologies as keeping them cool at scale quickly becomes difficult. So the aliens are falling into a dormant state until, to be clear, the universe cools down. To be honest, the research going into this is way too difficult and look, I just buy ships and fly them. I am not a full scientist from NASA. So explaining that in depth could get a bit difficult. But basically, we're at a hotter stage of the universe. And perhaps with more time passing with the universe continuing to expand, we might just see these civilizations wake up. And we never know what could happen. But until then, it was fun you're wondering i'm at an asteroid right now i just wanted to take a selfie and i just realized i have no reception to post said selfie so i'll keep it for another rainy day anyways let's go whoa whoa my 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 indicators are picking up something What is that sound? I wait, hold on. I'm I'm not the only one who hears this right. It seems like these sounds are coming from inside the core of that frozen planet. Hmm. I think we need to go investigate that. Definitely need to go investigate that. Ironic actually that we heard these strange signals coming from this frozen planet because it leads us to our next theory. Trapped in deep oceans. You see, in 2015, after nearly a decade in transit, NASA's New Horizons spacecraft became the first to do a close flyby of Pluto, <laughs> me being the second, you know, because I'm the spaceship baby. <laughs> it offered humanity its first look at its icy surface and raised questions about the possibility of subsurface oceans of water and lots of methane and nitrogen. Adding Pluto to a growing list of these, these buried oceans trapped under thick rock and ice theory is that a hard outer shell protects hypothetical life in the oceans from harsh climate and lethal mix of gases on the surface. It's the reason why we're not landing on this desolate planet. I'm gonna name it Ilum. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. 
Anyways, Ilum is a weird planet, as you can see. It, it's kind of like this theory proposes. While it is a very harsh and inhospitable climate on the surface, deep down under the rock and the ice, there actually could be advanced life swimming in the water like the little mermaid except the alien version however even though there could be intelligent life there are some difficulties the biggest hurdle would be to reach the other side to break through that long distance of rock and ice to make it to the surface and really sending signals would almost be impossible through all of that so it is also pretty unlikely that that could be happening. So yeah, now we're just out here in space. You know, I have to say, it's really quiet and I haven't bumped into aliens except those people that were fighting each other. But eh, you know, it do be like that. A few moments later. You know, flying here in the vastness of space, I've been sending out some radio signals to no avail, no answers. And that leads us to a theory on why we haven't discovered intelligent life just yet. Mixed signals. For the past eight years or so, we've been listening for signs of intelligent life forms with radio technology. But what if intelligent life forms out of our planet don't operate on these frequencies attempts to contact them could simply be passing us by because we don't comprehend the right wavelengths pretty trippy stuff i mean who's to say aliens use the same technology as us who's to say that they even use radios for the same purpose this whole time radio signals to other aliens could kind of be like a don't come here it is inhospitable danger like what if they just perceive radio as food and all we've been doing is feeding them so they're just there like oh well you know we don't we don't want to talk to y'all no more now i'm playing that that didn't make any logical sense but that's the thing what is logical sense to a whole nother civilization of creatures which leads me to the next theory we may just be too impatient look I won't lie to you, I started this episode, I stole the spaceship and I was just there like, screw it, I'm gonna find aliens. But, but, what if I'm just too early? What if I need more time? You see, we've been only actively reaching out to speak to aliens to find these people for about a century. Honestly, that is a mere blip in the long history of the solar system, in the long history of the universe, and overall just existence. There's some, you know, scientists that say that it could take us about 1,500 years until we are precise about the answer of extraterrestrials. But even then, it could take longer because honestly, traveling out here in the vastness of space, which is ever expanding, who's to say that we're just too early? Who's to say that just a little more years could could give us the discovery who's to say i could bump into one right now it didn't happen but who's to say that i could bump into one right now who's to say that i could bump into one right 
Now. Okay, 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 D2, okay, I know, I get crazy, there's no need to, to, to react like that, I'm sorry, my bad. Ugh. We, we need to wrap this up because he thinks that it's time to go home, I've had my fun, and also, apparently there is a tracker on the spaceship, which makes me wonder from where I stole this from, are they following me, tracking me? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out when I get back to Earth. But let's move on to the final, final, final theory. That is the Fermi's Paradox. You see, this theory was created by the Italian physicist Enrico Fermi. The Fermi's Paradox is the apparent contradiction between the lack of evidence versus the high estimates for the probability of intelligent life in the universe. There are billions of stars in the Milky Way, similar to the Sun, with a probability of some of these stars having Earth-like planets that also inhabit the Goldilocks zone. The Goldilocks zone being the perfect zone where a planet can sustain life. Not intelligent life, but life in general. If the Earth is typical, some may have developed intelligent life a long time ago. Some of these civilizations may have developed interstellar travel, a step humans are investigating now. <laughs> investigating. I say this with parentheses as I fly in the spaceship. Anyways, even at the slow pace of currently envisioned interstellar travel, the Milky Way could be completely traversed in a few million years. And since many of these stars, similar to the Sun, are billions of years older, Earth should have already been visited by extraterrestrial civilizations, or at the least their probes. However, there is no convincing evidence that this has happened. Which leads me to the closing of today's episode. <sighs> the only true evidence we have of life is on the planet Earth, intelligent life being ourselves as human beings. Does that mean that there is nothing out there? Hmm. In my own opinion, I think that it's too early to say. Like I've said before, we as humans haven't really been around long enough to really dictate these type of crazy answers. In fact, 99% of species of this planet have eventually been wiped out and we're just here and we haven't even been here on this planet for so long. And to be honest, look at everything we've accomplished. We've done amazing things, you know. I mean, PS4 is a thing. Fortnite finally added Naruto. Okay, I'm joking. But anyways, if the answer is that there is no other life in the universe i think it's on us as humans to cherish each other so much more to want to unite because if we're all that's there then then what's the point of living in this world if we don't further ourselves and each other but on the off chance that there is alien life then touche good on them Whoop-dee-doo. At the end of the day, it's a question that will eventually get the answer. However the answer goes, humanity 
still has one step to make. Do we continue to fight each other, to misdown each other, to racially hate each other, to, to, to be rich over the poor, to choose to spit on the face of those you don't like, to bang on your ops, to slide the block? Look, at the end of the day, the way the world is going and the way the universe looks like, it's just us. And if that's the case, then we should have every opportunity to make something great of this universe. Like, we should expand. We should go out there together and form galactic empires if we want to. The world, the universe is literally at our doorstep. We just need to continue pushing on and hopefully not get wiped out. And if not, the one thing you could do is subscribe to this damn podcast i am your host the voyager nash this is the urban twist podcast thank you so much for flying with me today thank d2d2 for saving my life as well i hope you enjoyed today's episode this was are we alone in the universe with the urban twist podcast you have yourselves a lovely day a lovely evening subscribe review 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 and i can't wait to see you soon this is content crazy